the relationship between athletes and cannabis has long been decried for its perceived negative association. Thankfully, that misconception is being reshaped as athletes are now experiencing a certain form of liberation, one which has inspired them to move from the shadows and serve as advocates for the medicine that they deem so vital. These stories are worthy of greater attention and will serve to help augment the discourse around medicinal cannabis. The cannabis culture and sport deserves to be celebrated, not maligned. And these conversations will move us in that direction. Welcome to Winning with Cannabis with your host, Bill Bronner. Greetings. Welcome back to Winning with Cannabis. This is Bill Bronner, your host, and I'm pleased to <clears throat> note to our listenership that we are joined by Ethan Zahn. And Ethan, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. Terrific. And you're uh, you're enjoying New Hampshire right now, somewhat peak fall uh, situation, and I'm insanely jealous. How's life <laughs> in New Hampshire? Uh, I mean, life is great. Live free or die, right? That's our motto up here in uh, New Hampshire. It's a little chilly, but uh, like you said, the fall weather is incredible. You know, winter is fast approaching, so there's a lot of work to do to get the house buttoned up, ready to go. But uh, yeah, it is just wonderful to be surrounded by nature like this. That, that live free or die motto, it's one that has always resonated with me, as I'm, and I'm sure that rings true with you as well. One day I'd love to understand the origins of that who crafted those beautiful yeah. words. Um, cause it's, uh, it, 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 it's a, it's a heavy expression. It is. Um, and, and one that I think is certainly perfectly applicable, uh, to your personal narrative. Um, if you don't mind, let's, let's kind of charge ahead and, um, shed some light on, on your story. I'd like to understand what's kind of unfolded with you over the last, uh, you know, roughly 10 years. I know there's been um, some remarkable challenges, which uh, thankfully we can note that you have uh, superseded and lived to kind of tell the tale. But if you don't mind, let's let's kind of start from the beginning. Sure. Well, uh, I guess as the story goes, I guess I'm best known for being uh, the cancer survivor who was on the reality television show called Survivor. <laughs> Pretty ironic. Uh, but yeah, way back, way, way back in 2002, I was fortunate enough to be on uh, the reality show Survivor Africa, and I ended up winning, which was pretty exciting. And uh, I used that money to start an adolescent health organization called Grassroots Soccer, which has now grown into a pretty awesome organization where we're in 50 countries and graduated over 2.2 million kids from the program and uh, something we're proud of. But then fast forward a couple of years after all the survivor and grassroots soccer stuff. And unfortunately I was diagnosed with a rare form of blood cancer called CD20 positive Hodgkin's lymphoma. I, I, I hate to inter interject Ethan. When, when did that occur chronolo chronologically? In 2009. Okay. Oh, chronologically, uh, Survivor Africa was 2002, and then uh, you know lived my life trying to in the reality TV world for a while, and then in 2009 is when I was diagnosed with this form of blood cancer. I'm sure the reality TV bubble was a rather peculiar place to exist in. <laughs> totally. Uh, right. <laughs> but so in, in 2009, um, you had uh, kind of worse unimaginable news that um, a human could ever encounter. And, uh, you know, what, what I, I'm sure that you were, you know, literally silenced when you heard the news. Um, who were you with and, and how did you cope with it um, during those early stages? Yeah, I mean, so 
growing up, I lost my father to colorectal cancer when I was 14 years old. So for me, like my whole life, cancer equaled death, you know? So my only comparison was to my father and, you know, he was 48 years old when he passed away in 1989. And then here I was and, you know, around 35 years old and now it's happening to me. So I, you can imagine how scared and freaked out I was. And as a young adult, you know, I was on top of the world. I was training for the New York City Marathon as a happy, healthy, you know, young guy. And then I got this diagnosis. And uh, as a young adult, you know, it forced me to hit the, the pause button on my life when all my other friends were like just starting theirs. And so it kind of sideswiped me. And, you know, I was, you know, just a really healthy guy my whole life. And you, it's something you just never expect. And uh, really scary, frustrating, uh, lonely time of my life. And, uh, you know, it didn't just happen once. <laughs> you know, I got diagnosed. I went through chemotherapy, radiation. I had a autologous stem cell transplant, which was great because I got the disease into remission for a while. <laughs> Came back 20 months later. And then in 2011, I was uh, relapsed and had to go through it all over again. And uh, lucky for me, uh, in between my two cancers, a new drug emerged on the market and was available for a select group of people like me, like in my exact situation. So I got on the drug, got the cancer into remission again, and I was able to go on to get my second stem cell transplant, this time using my brother, Lee, as the donor. So, And now since then, it's been uh, seven years I've been in remission. That's terrific news and an extremely poignant story. Um, given the turmoil that, that you were existing with, and I, I can't even begin how one would process it all, imagine that marijuana kind of integrated into your life um, as you were going through treatment, or had you been using recreationally before then, or was your interest heightened uh, during the course of your uh, kind of treatment regimen? So growing up as like a competitive athlete, as a former professional soccer player, so cannabis wasn't necessarily part of my everyday lifestyle. In college, I experimented after the season was over my senior year, and that was like kind of like my first entry into it, but then kind of had to hold off because of my, my professional playing career. But then when cancer came around, yeah, um, I was knowledgeable of it and uh, wanted to experiment experiment with it. However, living in New York City in 2009 at Memorial Sloan Kettering, they would not prescribe it to me. There's no medical marijuana program there. Uh, so I had to go to the, I had to go to the streets. <laughs> so like you can imagine like a bald in a mask, I got gloves on and I'm like meeting a drug dealer on the corner in the city. And I don't know what's good in this stuff, mold, you know, parasites, you know, uh, you know, toxins, whatever it is. And here I am using it to try to kind of mitigate the, the side effects of these chemotherapy treatments I was going through. And that was a really scary situation. And, um, you know, I was taking way too many pills, you know, just to get to bed at night. It was like Ativan and Ambien and Zofran and uh, Percocet for pain, like all these pills just to go to bed, or I could have a pot brownie. So in my mind, you know, taking something from the earth uh, was much better than taking all these synthetics. And it was at that point, I really kind of made a shift and took a real holistic approach to my kind of health and healing going through cancer. Like I wanted to have some control over what I put in my own body and cannabis was part of that. To, to ensure that you were sourcing things properly, did, uh, did you take things in your own hand and 
uh, begin to grow? I actually didn't, to be honest. Um, I, I wasn't that uh, knowledgeable of the environment at that time of my life. A little bit now that I'm living in New Hampshire, we try to have a garden here, but I never got into the growing side of it. And that was always scary. You know, it was always scary for me to wonder, like, what am I putting inside my body? Um, and so really, really, when I got really into all this is post-cancer, because I people always say like, oh, hey, dude, like you're an inspiration. You're going through cancer. You're a survivor, which which is true. But like when a doctor tells you to do something or you're going to die. You, you do it, right? There's no choice there. Um, however, after like kind of picking up the pieces of my life after this horrible diagnosis is when I really started getting into cannabis because living with the fear and the anxiety and the stress of relapse again was, debil was like debilitating for me. And so I got into CBD and I got into like tinctures, one-to-one -one ratio tinctures to help manage all this anxiety I was living with. Like I was I was paralyzed by the fear and I wasn't making some unhealthy choices in my life and I needed to get control over it. I moved out of the city, out of the synthetic lifestyle of New York city. I got married and moved to middle of the woods in New Hampshire, you know, so all of this was part of this new balance in my life and trying to kind of get things squared away and using cannabis and something from the earth was part of that. That's great. And I'm pleased to hear how influential marijuana was in terms of helping you get centered and allowing you to, uh, Kind of you know reinvigorate yourself and start fresh with a with a new healthy perspective on things. We're going to take a, a, sh a short break um, for a commercial, and then we're going to resume here and pick up where we left off. Our advertisers are winners. Please check them out during this brief timeout. Doc Rob, the concierge for better living. Cannabis is just one of the many great plants that we have on this planet called Earth that we can use consciously and intelligently to improve our well-being. Take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. Learning to live and live well is a lifelong process. This is a journey. It could be you could be 80 years old or eight years old. You can still learn something that's gonna make tomorrow a little bit healthier, a little bit easier, a little bit happier, a little bit better. The concierge for better living with Doc Rob. Only on cannabisradio.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now. Bought a game for your phone, gonna make you say, wow! The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash. Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash. Little by little, your empire grows large. Put different celebrities inside your entourage. You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Cheech and Chong. Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong. The name of the game is him pink, that's the point. Download and play while you light yourself a joint. The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Trends and technology, processes and products. We cover these areas and more on the cutting edge of cannabis. Be informed from the latest initiators of new innovation. Learn about the latest breakthroughs and best practices in the cannabis and hemp industries. Better products, better infrastructure, and better sustainability. The Cutting Edge of Cannabis, consulted by the American Cannabis Company. We're back on the field of play with more Winning with Cannabis, only on CannabisRadio.com. 
Welcome back to Winning with Cannabis. This is your host, Bill Bronner. I'm joined by former professional soccer player, Ethan Zahn. Ethan, we were in the uh, process of discussing uh, your medical situation, and it was obviously, it's quite complicated and, uh, you know, kind of riddled with sadness, but ultimately there was light at the end of the tunnel. I want to, before we start talking about the future, if you don't mind, let's take a few steps back. I'm curious to know, as you were um, consulting your uh, medical doctor and there was this growing desire from you to, to seek out perhaps a, a different path, an alternative one, um, given that the, the proverbial kind of cocktail of other undesirable chemicals, um, you know, just was proved ineffective and undesirable. Had you broached the issue of, of cannabis use with your doctor? And if so, uh, what sort of uh, response did you get? I did. I, I definitely broached that subject. They even prescribed me a synthetic form of cannabis, and I the name is 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 jumping my mind right now. So it's supposed to you know stimulate appetite and help you you know relax and as well as uh, sleep a little bit better. But it was a synthetic form of cannabis when I could just be getting the real stuff. Uh, but I consulted them. Obviously, I wanted to keep them in the loop of what I was doing, and I don't want to like paint the wrong picture, but I firmly believe in, you know, modern medicine and, you know, the chemotherapy, radiation, all that stuff definitely healed me uh, and cured me um, at this stage. However, I did supplement with, you know, cannabis and stuff. And I definitely kept my doctors in the loop on that. But it was a little bit of a you know, they didn't prescribe it. They didn't advise me to do it. They said, if you do it, you know, don't smoke it, obviously, you know, eat it or um, vaporize it. Uh, those were their suggestions. Uh, but, you know, they need to make sure that it's not interacting negatively with some of the real medicines that they were giving me as well. So, yeah, they were fully in the loop. Not so knowledgeable about it, but they were in the loop. To accentuate the, the positive, talking about um, the future, and you mentioned that you kind of got reestablished and kind of sort of hit the a reset button that happened in, what, around 2015 timeframe? Yep, exactly. And and what has unraveled since then? What uh, are you married children? Are you still actively participating in endurance sports? If you don't mind, let's uh, you know give our listeners a, yeah. a good overview of what you've been up to. Yeah, I've been up to a bunch of stuff. Uh, you know, still doing a lot of work with grassroots soccer, my charity, but got married, no kids. Uh, we moved out of the city and, and into New Hampshire, still very active uh, outside. I wouldn't say I'm as into the endurance type events that I was before. I did a lot of marathons after cancer, uh, but, you know, still playing soccer, coaching soccer, and I'm involved with a bunch of different cannabis related projects now. It's kind of my new path in life and something that's really exciting to me uh, to be part of an industry that's just starting out and being you know, involved as a thought leader, you know, in their early stages of a, a new industry is really exciting for me, you know, uh, with, with my background in adolescent health, um, as well as, you know, being in a, the public eye, uh, I feel there's a really neat opportunity uh, to kind of get involved and help use the details of my life to maybe help other people out there. What are some of the more notable ventures that, uh, that you're affiliated with, Ethan? Yeah, so I'm, uh, 
a content creator and uh, advisor for a uh, medical cannabis website called Cannabis MD, uh, which is the authority on medical cannabis and CBD. So that's really exciting. It's, uh, it's obviously all medically oriented. There's not no no advertisement from like 420 style advertising or smokables or anything along those lines but uh they really just cover each ailment that is beneficial uh for cannabis you know alzheimer autism pain cancer you know the list goes on i don't have to tell this group listening but it's a really neat website so i have a, a new documentary film uh six minutes on that uh the first episode it's called cannabis md it's the survivor so check that out it's, it's pretty awesome i think we did a really good job um, sharing the story that way. Are you going to be developing in a, like an entire season or just devoting one particular kind of standalone episode? Yeah, you know, the idea is to, we have de development, uh, for more, more episodes. It's really kind of just sharing the transformational experiences of the everyday person who's overcome a health challenge using cannabis. Uh, and so we really want to focus on different ailments and how these people have overcome them using cannabis. That sounds very compelling and certainly worthwhile. Yeah, I, I really believe that uh, as well. And then part of all this is because of like, you know, I had so much experience taking uh, prescription medicine from, from, from the doctors, um, you know, and, and banking on my experience at Grassroots Soccer, I launched a new charitable organization called Safe Roots Foundation. And, you know, we believe that cannabis is good for public health, but we also believe that if more kids start misusing cannabis and drugs, it's obviously bad for the kid and it's bad for the industry in itself. So the Safe Roots Foundation, we raise money from within the cannabis industry and then we fund the best evidence-based teenage drug prevention programs across the country um, because we really feel that, uh, you know, kids need to be spoken to in, in a language they understand. And I think the messenger these days and the message itself about cannabis and drug misuse has been a little bit, uh, you know, challenged. If you look at what's happening with, you know, drugs in this world of fight against the war against drugs isn't really working. The opioid crisis is ridiculous. And so if we can kind of reframe that conversation and, and uh, help organizations do the work they're doing better, um, that's really exciting for us. Yeah, that's uh, from the standpoint of a, of a father with two young girls. Uh, it goes without saying that that message needs to be amplified and needs to be <clears throat> carefully uh, conveyed. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm really excited to hear that you're uh, you're involved in something as as admirable as that. That's, yeah. that's terrific. And I mean, just if you take a look at what, you know, tobacco, anti-smoking, you know, iPhone, anti-scream time, gambling, anti-gambling, all these industries were retroactively kind of creating a you know, education campaign, you know, if, if tobacco started doing anti-smoking when it first started, they wouldn't be paying out billions of dollars right now. So we're at a really interesting phase of this new industry where we can really set the standards right now on how to speak to kids in a way they understand. Now, the, the, this platform you described, has, has it been activated or are we just in the preliminary stages? Uh, we've been up in operation for about a year. We've had a couple small grants that we funded a, a, a small program up in uh, northern Colorado, and we're running a pilot program in Boston with uh, to create an after-school coaches curriculum for sports coaches to help identify kids who may be misusing, and also have game-based activities to help uh, deliver these health interventions around drug misuse as well. Terrific. In addition to those two particular endeavors, is that uh, kind of consuming the, your lion's share of time? Or are there 
um, you know, other f functions that you're, you're kind of carrying yeah, out I as mean, well. The, la the last, the, the, the third part of this trifecta of my entry into the cannabis industry uh, is that I'm involved with a, uh, a 108, 116 acre hemp farm in Plainfield, Vermont called Montcush. Uh, and I'm, uh, you know, involved with this farm or the, it's really interesting. You know, I, I, going back to the whole prescription pills, like I really wanted to be part of the process to see from seed, like all the way to sale. Um, so to be able to be part of that, to plant the seeds and harvest it and process it and see that from start to finish is important for me just to know exactly kind of how this works and to potentially put this product inside my body um, in other people's bodies. So um, yeah, a, a guy by the name of Anthony Sullivan, he's a, a, a the may, name may ring a bell. He's the OxyClean guy from, uh, you see late night infomercials. So he, uh, his daughter has a genetic disorder and uh, she started using CBD and was kind of completely transformed. So he's He's, he's chucking it all in with the OxyClean thing and, and went full force on this hemp field in, in Vermont. And uh, so we're, we're partnering together and they're filming the whole thing for a reality television show that will be airing in March, which is really exciting as well. So uh, it's a really neat angle to the whole uh, industry. And I think uh, it's a, a differentiator between all the other CBD brands coming out. Interesting, yeah, quite the juxtaposition between OxyClean, <laughs> that world, and, and the one of hemp. We're going to uh, take a, does a get break out here. And, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, sure. No, it, it's okay. No, uh, proceed, and then we'll break. No, no, I was just saying, like, we have, you know, I don't know if you've been around hemp in the plant, but the hemp oil is pretty sticky, but OxyClean does get out the hemp oil from your clothes, if anyone's wondering. <laughs> this is not an advertisement for OxyClean. I don't even have it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was taking a little uh, that's great. Okay, uh, we're going to take a, a commercial break and we're going to... Uh, Our advertisers are winners. Please check them out during this brief timeout. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA free and lead free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. The cannabis industry is evolving at a radical pace, progressing toward the green peak. Each week, join Richard Zwicky, a cannabis visionary and entrepreneur, as he interviews experts from around the globe to discuss updates and evolutions in the world of cannabis. The, the Green, Green Peak, Peak with Richard Zwicky. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. 
Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. We're back on the field of play with more Winning with Cannabis, only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, welcome back to Winning with Cannabis. This is your host, Bill Bronner. Again, I'm joined by former professional soccer player, Ethan Zahn. Um, Ethan, I wanted to uh, take a few steps back and, and um, kind of burrow in to a part of your story, which is extremely important and I think, uh, you know, certainly helped uh, shape who you are in, in so many ways, just based on the fact that your um, <clears throat> your experience in the professional soccer realm has, has led to so many terrific outcomes, whether it be your um, ongoing kind of youth development program that you highlighted before, as well as your um, other extremely exciting venture that is um, oriented towards uh, raising awareness with uh, the youth in terms of, um, you know, the, the importance of, um, how should I say, uh, careful use and, 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 um, approach to, uh, cannabis. Yeah. So your, uh, your, your professional soccer career got launched, I assume in, in college. Is that when you kind of realized that, yeah. uh, you know, you had the, the type of that it factor? Well, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily have the it factor. It's a little bit right place, right time. It was uh, 1996 when I graduated college, and it was kind of just the start of the professional league called Major League Soccer here in the United States. So what was happened is like all the best players in the Division One area of professional soccer here in the U.S. got drafted to go play in the MLS. So it just left this big gap for kind of like above average players to kind of have a little bit of a career in professional soccer. Uh, but yeah, so I played a, a bunch of years here in the United States uh, for Cape Cod Crusaders, the Hawaii Tsunami. And then I actually traveled and played in uh, the Zimbabwe Premier League. And that's when uh, kind of that's what launched my career to use kind of soccer as a tool to deliver health interventions because when I was playing in Zimbabwe, a couple of my friends got sick with HIV and they were kicked off the team, ostracized from the community and ended up living the end of their life in a really lonely, horrible way. So uh, after I got off the show Survivor and had a little bit of money in my pocket and 15 minutes of fame, which was, you know, up 10 years ago, uh, that's when I met up with some of my soccer buddies and we created this uh, organization called Grassroots Soccer. Do you have any uh, particular uh, kind of ongoing relationships with with folks in professional sports, namely soccer, or have you kind of turned that page um, somewhat completely? No, I mean, I'm still heavily involved, you know, obviously as a fan, but, you know, uh, involved with some of my friends are in high level coaching positions uh, here in the major league soccer. And I'm always looking for, you know, I was broadcasting for a while, hosted a couple like soccer kids shows on TV. So I wrote a wrote, wrote three children's books that are soccer based called uh, soccer world. So those are soccer still like literally a huge part of my life. <laughs> and, uh, it's really interesting now what's happening in professional sports, you know, getting back to cannabis and everything like, you know, there's going to be a time where these leagues are going to have to start making a choice on what is considered legal and not legal. And, you know, you got a lot of these players in NFL and NBA who, you know, 
have an affinity towards opioids and is cannabis and CBD a better option? Like you got teams playing in states where it's legal, Massachusetts, uh, you know, Patriots, you know, Red Sox, uh, Celtics. So like what's going to be happening in professional sports and cannabis is interesting to me and how they're going to navigate that whole, I don't know, issue. I totally agree. And that that's a, a topic train that we cover pretty thoroughly on the program. And it, it's hard not to, call attention to the hypocrisy of how, you know, pro sport leagues operate in terms of their stance on, on cannabis in particular, when pretty much I think all major leagues accept billions and billions in advertising and sponsorship deals from namely the alcohol and tobacco industry. Right. And uh, that has always, uh, you know, left me, um, you know, begging for a, a, a better explanation as to why this gross imbalance uh, exists. But I want to take a, a quick step back yeah. um, and, and talking about the athletic performance and the interplay between cannabis and athletic performance. Yeah. And it seems as though in, in some people's minds, rightly or wrongly, kind of the jury is still out on whether cannabis can assist with athletic performance and recovery. What's, um, and, and, and knowing that you're an advocate, I presume that, you know, your, your stance is uh, you know, quite enthusiastic. What, has been your your personal experience, both as a former pro athlete, and I know, obviously, you're you're still you know at least for a while you were dabbling as in the kind of endurance athlete sort of realm as well. Yeah, I feel uh, I use CBD like a multivitamin. You know, back in the day, there was the the, the rage with like glucosamine sulfate and chondroitin and like fish oils and shark cartilage and all that weird stuff going on, uh, where you know. I tried that too, you know, for joints and kind of uh, lubrication of the joints and everything. But yeah, I, I take CBD every day, like a multivitamin. I still exercise and jog every single day almost. And I've been recently experimenting with using uh, like a, a something that does have a THC in it before I go out and exercise. It's, it's a new thing for me. Um, and I sometimes some days i feel like oh wow like i get in the zone and i can like bust out you know seven nine miles and it's no problem and i feel great after and that's when i'm using it other days you know i have a different experience so i'm still toying with it and playing with it however i know of a lot of like high level endurance athletes runners ultra marathoners cyclists that do use it when they're going on those really long rides so there is something there I don't know if it's been scientifically studied and I don't have that information, but I, I think it's a really interesting thing. And I've, I've recently just started to explore it, per, you know, rec, I guess, recreationally or personally. That's good to hear. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's certainly um, a, a wildly, you know, kind of popular issue that is worthy of, of kind of greater focus and, and greater or more substantive kind of discourse. And it's certainly one of the reasons that our program was, um, design and kind of execute in the way that it is because it's worthy of a greater conversation. It's a really important intersection, I think, societally. And um, yeah, yeah happy if, you to know have... of any, if you know of any studies or any anything that uh, you've read before, that I'd love to take a look at it, you know, because there's, you know, it opens up the, you know, the bronchial passageway so you can get more air in your lungs. That's part of it. Like, I don't necessarily think I do it on a when I'd have to do a sport where I really have to think cognitively and make like quick decisions, but I can do it and run straight for a long period of time. That's what, that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. Well, I, I, I can't enumerate any studies offhand. Um, I think, you know, by and large, the studies are still somewhat in their infancy yeah. and there's a lot of growth that, uh, that needs to occur. 
in the research in the research uh, arena and hopefully I know some of that work is underway and when it does start to mature I think that'll help to kind of stabilize the um, argument and um, create a more kind of two-dimensional kind of counter narrative that yeah. can uh, silence some of the critics out there yeah, I mean, if you're a type of person that needs a little bit of motivation to get off the couch and, you know, get outside and walk or jog and, and cannabis can do that for you and it is a medicine, I don't think there's anything wrong with that, right? I would imagine, hey, if I need to, you know, get a little bit elevated to go go do something, then I say more power to it. Um, and I think it should be, yeah, it's an interesting thing to explore for some people. I'm in lockstep, Ethan. Well, uh, I really appreciate I really appreciate your uh, your participation, Ethan. It's been terrific having you on. Your story is an extremely powerful one, and I really appreciate uh, you know being as as candid as as you were and um, sharing your story with our listeners. It's terrific, and uh, look forward to connecting later on down the road. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks, Ethan. Have a good uh, rest of your day. Opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.